This is the Let's Talk Tribe Weekly Prospect Chat, recorded on August 17th, 2017. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and joining me, as always, on this Thursday evening is Let's Go Tribe lead prospect writer, Brian Hemminger. Brian, what do we have today? Uh, we have a lot going on today. We'll be talking about the scorching Mitch Longo. We'll be discussing... Let's see some uh, other top players that were named all-stars in the short season New York Penn League for Mahoning Valley. And I forget the other thing. I believe we have Tristan McKenzie, who is not fatigued. Oh, apparently. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the AOK re- report on Tristan McKenzie, top pitching prospect. <laughs> yes. So I want to start with uh, one Mr. Mitch Longo. Holy cow. I remember when we first talked about him when he was on fire, we both kind of thought that it's not sustainable. He just came back from injury. It's a small sample thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, wow. He's been better. He's He's been been better better. than that. He's betting 500 (laughs) over the last week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's still this weird, unsustainable way of playing. Three three walks, two strikeouts, an insane BAPIP. So what is is going on with this guy? Okay. Well, Mitch Longo is a guy that was drafted in the 14th round. By the out of Ohio University by the Indians last year. And he played really well for him in 2016, but he had his season cut short like by a month. He had an injury. And then this season, he didn't even start for the first like two months of this season because he had a broken handmade bone, the same thing that Greg Allen was dealing with. But he came back, he just hit the cover off the ball, then he went on the disabled list again wrist problem, probably complications from the recovery of the hamate. And then he came back again. And right now he is batting 382 through 45 games. That's not a small sample size anymore. That's, you know, that's a a third, almost a third of an MLB season. He's been 382. He'd be right up there like battling Altuve. He was, Oh, yeah, 382, of course. Yeah, he's yeah. way up there. <laughs> I checked for qualified hitters. He would be leading. Like, he still needs, like, 80 at-bats or something to qualify in the Midwest League in Lake County. But if he did qualify, he would be leading the Midwest League by, like, 70 points. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Like, Dude. it's it's better than what Yandy's doing in AAA. Do we consider Longo a real prospect now? I don't know. Maybe is he just old for double or single A? He's twenty two. I don't think part of it. Yeah, he's dealt. He's he's been held back a little bit by injuries. So I mean, he's definitely raised his stock big time. And it's not like his peripherals are bad either. Like here's here. Like it's not just a guy that's just hitting. Like he is batting three eighty two on base percentage four fifty slugging five fifty eight. It's all great. OPS over a thousand still on the regular season, not over a small sample size. Um, and but uh, all his numbers are great. He has seventeen stolen bases in forty five games. He has nineteen walks compared to twenty five strikeouts, so that's great. And he's hitting a little bit of power: thirteen doubles, two triples, four home runs. So yeah, I think everything looks good. He's on like a, currently on like a 14 or 15 game hitting streak. And in his last 10 games, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them multi-hit games. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking almost 10% of the time, which is nice. So yeah, Everything about him is, is good. Like it, it reminds me a lot of Andrew Kalika mm-hmm. from last season. And they were both college bats, advanced bats that got drafted and, 
Uh, and Longo wasn't quite at Kalika's level last year, but he is outperforming Kalika this year, but Kalika is a level higher. And Longo would have been at high A right now if he'd stayed healthy. So I want to see the Indians give him a promotion. I mean, I know it's late in the season and he doesn't have a lot left to prove, but um, I, I would love to see how he performs at Lynchburg because this is a kid that with an advanced age bat that you want to just keep testing them until, you know, they fail. That's how you kind of find out what, where they belong. I mean, at this point, he's not gonna. They're not gonna promote him right now, right? It's gonna be next season. He'll probably start in high. I'm guessing. Maybe yeah, because there's not a whole lot left in the season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they promoted him to help out Lynchburg in the playoffs because Lake County is not making the playoffs. They're like 15 games below 500, so that's not happening. And he could he could definitely help. Like Bobby Bradley has never normally been promoted during the season as a top Indians prospect, but they promoted him from Lake County to Lynchburg, like for the playoff push at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So Longo could definitely get promoted and he deserves it. I mean, he is absolutely scorching the ball right now. Yeah. And worth noting, he has a 424 bat pip, which means <laughs> almost every other ball that could fall, it's falling. So there's a little bit of luck there, but like you said, his peripherals are really good too. So mm -hmm. he's just a really, really good hitter right now. I'm excited to watch he's him more. Spectacular. And, he plays a corner outfield position, bats left, throws right, six feet tall. I mean, everything everything about him screams that, you know, it could work. Yeah, it could be a stolen 14th round pick for the Indians. Mm -hmm. um, so another player that I think listeners and just even general fans at this point know a lot more about is Yandy Diaz. He's been really good in AAA this year. Uh, wasn't very good with the Indians when he was there. But over his last week, he's 9 for 27, six walks, three strikeouts. Um, he's always been a guy who's walked a lot and... Can't quite find power, but maybe he's kind mm -hmm. of learning to hit now, hopefully. <laughs> At least well, he isn't triple. I think what would help him the most is if the walks translated to the majors. Because when he was with the Indians, his strikeout rate skyrocketed and he walked less. And I think that hurt him more than anything. Because like right now at AAA, he is batting 345 with a 454 on base percentage. That is disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, he has now walked more than he has struck out in his minor league career. So this this season he has uh, 59 walks and 53 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, and you know he, he doesn't have a ton of pop like in terms of extra bases, but I think a lot of that probably has to do with launch angle because I mean he makes contact and we saw how ridiculously strong he is. So yeah, we saw that, that in the majors too. The launch yeah. angle issue. Mm -hmm. So that could be something that they can just work with because right now, I mean, the guy can just flat out hit. He is, he finally qualified for the International League and he is leading the International League in hitting by, I think, 35 points. Wow. Like nobody else <laughs> is even close to him. And that's AAA. That's like the people that are ready to go to the pros. And he is absolutely embarrassing every other hitter. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Um, who was it? I should remember now because I retweeted it. It was either Baseball America or Baseball Perspectives. They did a – everybody was picking their, like, star quad A team. And Yandy Diaz was on somebody as well as Tyler Naquin. But mm -hmm. So I think he's sort of getting the label. I mean, the label doesn't really matter at this point. But he's got a, kind of the perception of a quad A guy, which makes sense because he has the eye, which is great in AAA. But like you said, that's really hard to translate to the majors. And oftentimes, if that's all you've got is a really good eye. It doesn't always translate to the majors. So mm – -hmm. I, I can't. It's way too early to call him quad A with oh, for sure, how he's yeah. performing. I mean, he, he just hasn't had enough. He's, he had 64 at-bats in the majors. I mean, how many guys? Michael Brantley took a whole season 
or even longer than that before he became a great player. So just give him a little bit of time. As long as they give him a shot, then I think that he has a definite chance to to prove himself at the the major league level because he has nothing to prove at AAA anymore. Yeah, just let him use those biceps, man. I don't care what you got. Let him him, flex (laughs) them. Um, so uh, let's move on to, I mean, it seems weird right now to talk about an all-star game, but with a short season, the Mahoney, Mahoning Valley Scrappers are at the, their mid-season point in the New York Penn League. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think it was the other day, they went to their all-star game. Oscar Gonzalez, Ulysses Cantu, they represented the, the Scrappers, uh, the Indians. Yep. And uh, Jesse Berardi did as well, but he didn't play. And he hasn't played for like a few days. So I'm thinking he had like a day-to-day injury. He's not on the disabled list as far as I know. So... But he qualified as well. He was batting like Berardi for the, the when he first started with the Indians. He was batting like over 400 with uh, the Scrappers. He was a 10th round pick this year, and he was he was doing a really nice job too. But yeah, Ulysses Cantu came off the bench in the All Star game and went one for two with a double. And Oscar Gonzalez started in left field and went one for two with an RBI single, and their team won. So. It was all because of the Indians' prospect power. <laughs> Obviously, it's the only reason. Um, but yeah, but Oscar Gonzalez has been fun to watch. Um, yeah. Just, or not watch, because obviously I haven't seen him in games, but just following him from doing all the recaps and mm-hmm. stuff from when he was in the Dominican League to now. And right now he's batting almost 300 with 318 on base percentage. So you can tell by that alone he's not walking much. He's got two he's not even 3% of the time he's walking. So maybe he won't translate great to the majors, but... It's mm-hmm. it's been fun to watch. He's only nineteen, and low yeah, that's the thing is he's still super young, and his hit tool is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and his strikeout rates have dropped. Last year in the rookie league, he won the MVP in the Arizona Rookie League for the AZL Indians by batting three hundred three, despite striking out thirty seven percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had a four forty four bat pip, and I think a lot of that is because of just how hard he hits the ball. Like, sometimes when people just crush the ball, they're going to have a high bat bip. Yeah. And uh, this year, he has a 383 bat bip. He's batting for 299. So, uh, and he, he did drop his strike. And despite going up a level, he dropped his strikeout rate 13%. So, I think that's a, a good sign, a very positive sign, that he's getting better at seeing the ball. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed, obviously, but he, mm-hmm. he hits the ball so hard. Not even home run power, really. The most he had is eight last year, which was... Well, oh, eight, eight, is, 40 games, eight, is, eight is actually was like tops in the AZL last yeah. year. So his his power is down a little bit this year, but the contact rate is still right there looking strong. So I think that and the power will come. I mean, he's still so young and I expect next year when he plays Lake County, I think he could hit. I think hit at least 15, probably 20 home runs oh, yeah. in a full season. Yeah. And if you can start with that hit tool, you can develop the rest, I think, pretty easily than then learning how to hit is kind of a difficult thing to do on the way up. I would assume something that people don't know about him that well is he has the best rated arm in the Indian system as a position player. Him and uh, Francisco Mejia both had, I think, seventy out of eighty grade throwing arms. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's pretty impressive. That you know, and that's that just perfectly translates to corner outfielder. A guy that can hit with a cannon arm. <laughs> so that might be you all you need in some fast. cases. Yeah. You just need to be able to throw hard and hit. Yep. So Tristan McKenzie, um, we were kind of worried about him. I don't know what worried, but we both kind of thought maybe at 20 years old, maybe he's getting fatigued. He had those two starts in a row where he allowed 13 runs and then 
Suddenly, last two outings, 12 innings pitch, two runs around, 17 strikeouts. Yep. Um, our boy's back, Brian. Our boy's back. back. Yeah. 17 <laughs> strikeouts, two walks. That was his, part of his problem, too, was he had three walks in both of those uh, starts. Because he'll give up hits because he usually pounds the zone. But he just has a lot of good movement on his pitches. And he's amazing at striking people out. Um, and during those two bad starts, he only struck out eight people in 10 innings, which is very rare for him. So he is right back where we wanted him to be. Dropped his uh, ERA to 20 points. So that's always a good sign. Like, yeah, Tristan is a special young talent. And I guess the Indians are just, you know, really keeping the training wheels on because they've promoted four other pitchers <laughs> from high A Lynchburg to double uh, A that weren't Tristan McKenzie <laughs> this season. Uh, Matt Esparza went, Thomas Pannon went, uh, Xiaoqing Chang went, and Shane Bieber all went. <laughs> and, and Tristan has stayed, the poor guy. <laughs> this guy like, come on, what do I got to do? I've been pitching better than all these guys. Except maybe Pannon. Yeah. R.I.P. Pannon. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it hurts. It still hurts deep. In the- I forgot what? about oh, it, Brian. Smith. You brought Joe up the pain. Smith has been so good that I'll, oh, yeah. I'll I'll live as long as we win the World Series. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I don't care what Panone turns it to. But yeah, I hope they'd have some kind of plan. McKenzie, they've talked about maybe at some point, or maybe he just knows like he's twenty years old, so they're taking him slow. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I was with you. I was expecting some kind of call up after the All Star game, but nothing came. So maybe they'll let him wrap up the season in high A and start next year in Double A. And then I read a couple things about. You know, they were going to call him up like early August, at least for just a late season thing. And then it still didn't happen. So maybe those bad two outings scared him mm-hmm. and they decided to just hold back a little bit. But he's he's right back where he was. So just keep doing your thing, Tristan. Now, talking about walks, that reminded me of something. We don't have it on our list here, but um, Brady Aiken. Aiken. We got to sound our Brady <laughs> Aiken alarm. <laughs> he had that one game, walked one batter, which is insane for Brady well, Aiken. And then... Okay, it was over two innings, but yeah, <laughs> he counts. pitched two point one innings and gave up six runs. <laughs> well, considering the outing before, but he really it was two one. innings, and but six he gave runs. up eight hits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but one walk. <laughs> Brady has been good his last two starts. Um, he pitched seven innings, one hit, and it was a solo home run. So that is amazing. That is as good as Brady Aiken has ever been. Uh, since he got drafted by the Indians, he still walked four guys. Like he is going, he has like in his last ten starts. Let's count this up: eight, fourteen, seventeen, twenty-one, twenty-four, thirty-six, forty-one. He, in his last ten starts, he's walked forty-one batters. That's less than. And good. just by comparison. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 41 batters in his last 10 starts. By comparison, Shane Bieber in his entire career <laughs> in 172 innings has walked nine. <laughs> <laughs> One of these is better than the other. I'm not sure if we need to like a yeah. compare. That's contrast. why Shane Bieber is in double A right now after starting the year <laughs> two levels lower. Yeah. And Shane's been great too, man. Yeah, Brady's Six. 21. He's not like a Tristan McKenzie yeah. or anything. Well, he basically lost a year yeah, to Tommy, that Tommy Jones. Interview. I don't know. I'm, st- I'm still worried about him. I'm officially on the... Even with the two good starts, I want to see his velocity oh, come I'm back. Oh, I'm definitely and see... worried because he's, he's still 
walking people. I would want to see him start dominating soon. Like at some point, it's got to happen. Well, the problem with Aiken is he's just he's not striking enough people out. Mm-hmm. Like the most people he struck out in his last ten starts is five. Yeah, and that was his last one. And he's walked six people in three different starts of those out of the last ten. It's not great. So, all right, Brian. Let's hit up some questions. Uh, if anybody is live watching now, you want to ask on Facebook. Uh, you can always also beforehand. We always ask on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at sbnletsgotribe at gmail dot com. Um, so yeah, let's get to the first one here. Mike Bobel on Facebook. He wanted to know any update on Dylan Baker. First of all, okay, he has two yes. questions. First part's Dylan Baker. Okay, Dylan Baker update. Good news, everyone. <laughs> he is currently rehabbing in the Arizona Rookie League, and he's been doing pretty well. Uh, he's been giving up a few hits, but I don't think he's given up any runs. He's striking people out. Uh, they had a game the other day where they got completely blown out, and he was the only pitcher that didn't give up any runs. <laughs> so uh, Dylan's been doing great, and he should be back in A soon. And if he pitches well, then they might even make him like a September call-up just to see what he can do in the bigs. That'd be interesting. And he's on the 40 men roster. Yeah, hurt. Yeah, he is. Um, so the second part of his question is any comments on latest reports regarding Anthony Santander is about to be activated. Moving to first base is what the last thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, it's a hostage situation at this point. Um, we've sent SWAT team. Yeah. In, haven't been able to recover how much him. we can do about it. But <laughs> I mean, they activated it. Basically what the Orioles did was they used as much delay as they possibly could with Anthony Santander. They used every single day of his rehab assignment to basically just let him play in the minors. <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> Instead of uh, and then they had to activate him or give him back and so what they'll do is they'll just sit him on the bench for about 12 games at the end of August and then rosters expand in September and then it won't matter if they sit him on the end of the bench because they have so many players. And then all they'll have to do is let him start with the team next year for the first, I think, month and a half. And then he's theirs for good. So That's unless a stolen like something, player. Yeah, it's a stolen player. And you know what? Man, he's so good. I really wish the Indians would have just bucked it, sucked it up and just added him to the 40-man because in his uh, rehab assignment, with double A, he's batting 382 in 16 games with five home runs and 14 RBI, seven walks, 10 strikeouts. I mean, he has been just sensational. And that's a, his first ever taste of double A. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the big things is they drafted a guy who they yeah, would have just, to put in the majors and he's yeah, never people played. Were like, yeah. He's never even played double A. How can you possibly <laughs> expect him to make it to do anything in the majors? And, I mean, this guy is a really good hitter. He was, in my opinion, the Indians' best offensive hitter last year, and that was with Francisco Mejia having that 50-game hitting streak and batting like 340 on the season. I still thought Anthony Santander had a better overall season because he batted like 290 with 20 home runs, uh, 40-some doubles, and like 90-something RBIs. You're not helping me feel better about this at all, Brian. I don't know if that was your yeah. goal, but it's not. The, I know the it's not. Here. <laughs> no, the Royals or the Orioles saw something and they went with it, and they were right. Yeah, like maybe. he's a really good player, and the Indians should have added him to the forty man. I, I I said they should have in my article, so Indians should have listened to me. 
<laughs> Indians, read Brian Heminger. He's at Let's Go Tribe. Yep. Read him. Lead prospect writer. Yep. I think the problem is they didn't expect the same team to pick them, and the problem is the yep. Orioles are batshit crazy. Yeah, and they always <laughs> keep their – this year they took two Rule 5 draft picks, and this was the first time they ever returned one out of the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, they keep guys just for the sake of keeping them at the expense of them getting chances to win games. Which so. is weird because they're so against like international scouting and developing yeah. in other ways, but they love the Rule 5 draft. I don't know. It's they so weird. are all about the Rule 5 draft. And they definitely were smart with getting Santander <laughs> because it's looking more and more like you know, that's a major league bat. So our last question here is at DG, or just, I don't know, djabor 95 He wants to know, is Francisco Mejia dealing with an injury or his recent struggles just a slump? Uh, his last... Mm-hmm. Uh, since July 1st, I looked. He's slashing two, yeah. or 204, 302, 365. So it's not great, but no, what do you think? he has not been very good. Uh, he had an injury to his hip, I think, that what made him day to day. I don't think he actually went on the disabled list. And then when he returned, he immediately went on that little brief streak where he was crushing home runs and he set like his career high in home runs for a season. And ever since then, he has been slumping hard. So I don't know if he's just not 100% or he's just slumping. He could be slumping. Uh, the other day, he had a good game. He went, I mean, it wasn't an amazing game. It was extra innings. He had two hits, including the go-ahead single in the 11th inning. So, I mean, the bat's clearly there, and he's just either getting unlucky or he could be a little banged up. It happens, especially this late in the year as a catcher. Yeah, and it's also worth noting he hasn't, like his approach hasn't been terrible. He's still not walking. He's still not striking out a ton. He's walking about yeah. the same. So he's his strikeout rate has plummeted, and that is unbelievable yeah. for somebody that's in their first taste of Double A. That they're at their lowest strikeout rate. That's that's ridiculous. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> and his his injury has kind of opened the door for Eric Haas, who's yeah. an incredible catcher. He's <laughs> who walking. has. The highest slugging percentage, I think, in minor league baseball. <laughs> 587, yeah. It's insane. Or the highest ISO, I think. It was ISO. The slugging percentage was leading double A, but his ISO in general, like when he just hits the ball, it always leaves the park. Oh, yeah, it's 326. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's, that's some insane. people's on-base percentage. <laughs> yeah, and that's how much better his slugging is than his batting average. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He has 24 home runs right now. He's walking. Yeah. His walk rate's the highest it's ever been. He strikes out a ton, but yeah, I think we've learned lately. When he hits the ball, yeah. And there are going to be plenty of teams that are going to be interested in their costs. Somebody asked me about potentially writing an article about possible Indians call-ups. Mm-hmm. And while I definitely don't think the Indians would call up Ooh, Mejia because they don't this? want to start that service time clock. Brian, for sure. where are you going? I'm here. <laughs> no, I said, where are you going with this? I was just I saying, I thought that they... I thought maybe they could call up Haas at at the end of the 40-man roster thing. I like that. I like what that what were you worried about? No, I'm just saying I knew where you were going with it and I liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you sounded concerned. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea of bringing them up just to whack a few home runs in August. Sure. I like yeah, that. Yeah, why not? It would be awesome. I like, I like that. I'm sure everybody's looking at somebody... Mejia to be called up, and it's just not going <laughs> to yeah, happen. Give, give Haas a shot right now. I mean, he's going to crush the, the ball. Perez is hitting. I mean, the best thing Perez does these days is get sack bunts. <laughs> yeah, which is, that's a goal at like, least for him. He's become a good sacrifice bunner because that's all he can do. <laughs> because he just knows that he's not going to get the runner over otherwise. And that's about the worst skill I think I can imagine having as a baseball player. 
That yeah. was your worst only skill besides defenses. Mm-hmm. You can sack bunt like crazy. I wouldn't I wouldn't complain about uh, having Eric Haas be a backup catcher at some point because that guy can mash. Yeah, have you heard anything about his defense at all or Yeah, it's perfectly average. Like it's it to a slightly above average. It's not amazing. He doesn't have like the arm that Mejia has, but like he doesn't get embarrassed out there when he catches. Um, you know, Mejia has had a lot of time off this season. And you know, the, the Indians have been very careful about you know not playing him a ton because they don't want to get a lot of wear and tear on him. And Haas is holding his own. Let me check his uh, throwout percentage. It's, uh, but even if he is like not fantastic, it's just the fact that he can hit so well. I mean, it's like another Carlos Santana behind the plate, but maybe with even more power and just not the patience. This season, yeah, Haas is doing fantastic. He's given up 30 stolen bases and he's caught 20. That's 40%. Well, there you go. That's, I think, better than Mejia. <laughs> I mean, as a backup catcher, that's that's perfectly fine, I would think. I mean, Jan Gomes, it, Gomes is at, what, 45? And he's leading all of baseball? So, if uh, Haas is at 40, that's great. Especially with uh, you know how crazy some of those minor leaguers can get uh, trying to steal bases. Let's see what Mejia is. Mejia started the year insane. Oh yeah, um, catching like people. Before. Yeah, he, he definitely has tailed off. He has caught seventeen and given up thirty-eight. Yeah, so, so I think the answer is good. But Haas is at forty percent, and let's see. Mejia can't. And be Mejia is at thirty-one. Yeah, so still they're both really good. Yeah, they're both good. Basically, and Mejia has that. the better arm. And Mejia has picked off way more batter batters from first base. He's done it like ten times this year. <laughs> just those snap throws to first base that just catches a guy when they're not paying attention. I love those the two plans. Yeah, those are my favorite things. And in, in to answer uh, D Gabor's question, basically, uh, probably slump, maybe injury. We don't, we don't really. Yeah, <laughs> but most likely slump, I think. Yeah, it's it's probably more of a slump. Yep. All right, Brian. That's our show this week. Um, we're gonna have a lot more prospect stuff coming up. I won't spoil completely what it is, but we'll have a nice um, guest yeah. post coming up soon, which will be really fun, I think. So. I am really excited for that. So yeah. I'm just gonna start the hype now <laughs> by not. I'm not gonna say what it is, but just you know, guys, get your hype ready because <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Something we've never done, as far as I know, at Let's Go Tribe. Oh, I don't think Let's Go Tribe. I don't think many like SB Nation yeah. sites have. So it'll be it'll yeah. be pretty neat when it happens. Um, I guess it depends on what it is. And it was all Matt's idea. I mean, I I made it happen, but it was Matt's idea. (laughs) We'll talk about it more next week, probably after it happens. I'm assuming it'll go up next week, so we'll have a lot more to discuss on that. And, of course, all the prospects around the league. Um, I guess some leagues are starting to get close to wrapping up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have September call-ups because the seasons are basically winding down. So uh, I would think that they're going to – call up a few guys maybe that aren't vital to the team, like Armstrong and stuff, when September call-ups initially start. And then if Columbus doesn't make the playoffs, then Yandy's coming up for sure. Um, who else? Uh, Merritt, Pletko are all on the 40-man. Mormando, they'll all come up just to give some extra arms. Yep. Crockett. Yeah, the Indians have shown they like leaving their players like in Columbus to do the, the playoff run, but if they're not, like you said, they're going to bring up probably a bunch of them. And... Yeah, and I'm sure that they've got an extra 40-man spot that they can dump and call up Eric Haas, guys. Do it. 
I want to see him on the Indians. I want to see him hit a home run. <laughs> he would crush it, I bet. He and he's got that sick beard. So what else can you want? All right, Brian. That is our show this week. Everybody, thanks for listening. Brian, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week. Yes.